Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hi, my baddies. Welcome back to an episode of Cosmic Rx Radio. I am your cosmic consultant and high vibe hype woman, Maddie Murphy. Although the vibe is not super high in hype this week, you can probably hear it in my voice, in my tone, my energy. It's heavy. It's a heavy time. We just want to start off the show before we get into any of the regular schedule of programming, talking about the moon or the astrology, to just drop in and acknowledge what we've witnessed, what we've experienced, what has been going on. This past week, specifically talking about in Israel and the Gaza Strip and Palestine, and just take a moment to mourn, to grieve, to sit in our humanity together with this. There's painful things happening all day, every day, especially in these areas. But when something happens on this magnitude that's on the world stage, it can really rock us and it can be really hard to understand how to integrate and how to kind of live life and how to carry on and and what do we do? So we just want to say, if you're feeling all of that, it's normal. And I also just wanted to acknowledge and take this moment to kind of offer up our quote unquote stance. There's something on social media that people start to kind of demanding to know like what side you're on, what's, what's your side. And I'm sure you're, maybe someone else is feeling this. So I was going to share, you know, personally, how I've been taking this in this week. First of all, I just want to know when something massive happens, whether it's in my own life or on the world stage. I don't take to social media to process things. And I want to encourage us all to think about, you know, what do we really need in times when we're experiencing really intense emotions, whether it's grief, rage, sadness, despair, isolation, fear. I think it is important to use your platform and to share your message. But there's something very reactionary about social media that kind of demands or requires this like on-demand emotional processing for everyone to think that they're an expert in everything. And I think we all could agree that that is not safe and can be very harmful for ourselves or others. And so really spent this past week in just deep reflection, trying to be in my body, feel things journaling, but also sitting and listening and trying to be of comfort to my friends who are Jewish, who are Israeli, my friends who are Palestinian. And even some people who I'm talking to who have family that are both there in those areas of the world. And to just sit in that human to human connection or the connection to myself. And so when people kind of want to know, like, what side are you on? What's your side you're taking? I've talked to Audrey, this message is on behalf of both of us. But you know, we just want to say this is not a sports game. When things like this happen in the world, it's very easy to go into that reactionary state. And I understand where it's coming from. But this is not about picking a side, or if we are going to pick a side, we want to say we stand on the side of of people, right? Of humanity, of the babies, the children, innocent women, innocent men who are wrapped up in this and who experience things that no human should ever have to experience. So I'm probably going to get emotional when I talk about this, but there's lots of pregnancy hormones, lots of things swirling for me. And I think we're all trying to navigate how to be an ally, how to show up, 
everything is complex, but I'm just going to let you know where I'm coming from is I'm here to center humanity. I am here to speak against violence. I am here for peace. And I do want to speak very specifically to all of our Jewish friends and beloveds and baddies and valued community members. And from the heart, we're sending you so much love and we're so, so sorry. Our heart is with you and I can only imagine the fear you're feeling, but you have a safe space here. And to all of our Palestinian friends and beloveds and baddies and valued community members, we're sending you love and I am so sorry. My heart is with you. I can only imagine the fear you're feeling and you have a safe space here. We don't want to stand by and we don't want to encourage or celebrate when any sort of act of violence comes out, when we see horrific acts and unprecedented attacks and atrocities like we saw this past week. We just want to say, though, that like there's no justification for them ever. And, you know, there's selfish, violent, power-hungry acts committed by government and powers that be that are destroying so many innocent lives. And the innocent civilians are always the ones who suffer under this. And everything else is a distraction, is a detraction, is a diversion. And so I wanted to start off the podcast saying that we're in deep mourning and I just want us to really remember our humanness, our humanity through all of this. And how can we sit more and listen and to ourselves and others? How can we offer compassion and comfort? And how can we also know that part of this huge shift we're in in a society is about radically, rebelliously refusing to surrender our humanity, radically, rebelliously walking in compassion and love for, for one another and we just want to say that, like, in terms of a few just things I wanted to share more about the astrology of this moment, because, again, not in a way of, of any kind of intention of spiritual bypassing at all, but more about the awareness that we can gain from astrology in a tool like this, in a time like this, is, and I, I talked about it with a few of you privately in my groups or my mentees, but in the 2023 webinar, we talked about we're in the North Node in Aries, right? South Node in Libra. And the North Known Aries, South Known Libra, in history, these are moments that historically have brought about violent conflict, really violent, complex issues, and lots of civil rights developments, uprisings. I we said it's kind of indicated through war, but also all of this conflict that ultimately leads to peacemaking. And you hear me talk a lot on this podcast about peacekeeping versus peacemaking, and that the unfortunate truth of it is the Aries Libra axis is connected because sometimes we have to invoke that Aries. There's some kind of conflict, confrontation, warrior energy, violence that has to, or doesn't have to, but that can eventually lead to peaceful resolution and conflict. And it's an unfortunate and just awful truth that it has to even happen this way. And I'm not saying this in a way of like everything happens for a reason. It's not that, but it's that we can make use of these moments. It's already happened. It's been ongoing. This is not something that just developed this week, obviously. And there's a lot on either side that even people like myself who want to care about the world and be more curious and informed, there's things that even until this week, I haven't sat down and really done the proper research and listened and, and really educated myself on. And in that, in myself, I saw, okay, when something happens, it's this much you know, in the center of world news 
and what's going on. Can we use this to now all be more informed? Also, also demand a new way, a new action from our government, from our leaders, to reflect like how we want this to shake out and the stories that we're not going to buy anymore, the propaganda that we're not just going to swallow, but instead advocating for peace. And so, with you know, this week going to the eclipses, the first solar eclipse in Libra, and with Mars working with the South Node, Mars being the planet of, of war, like I said, of anger, of hostility in Libra, it can kind of make it harder to achieve peace. Or it could be like people thinking they're fighting for peace. When you know, South Node, there's a lot of things we're clearing there, old karma, old stories, leading up to that. And then we also have Pluto went direct on the 10th and in the late degrees of Capricorn. And we can really see that Pluto going direct is, again, on the internal level, we feel it a little bit, but on the big macro level, we feel it a lot, right? And Pluto is is shadow. Pluto has to do with power and oppression. And inside of Capricorn, it's a lot about the old way, the old guard, the old structures, and things that are very, you know, Capricorn can be about the shadow energy, but this really oppressive, like patriarchal, outdated system. So and I also just want to give another reminder that, you know, we are in Neptune in Pisces. We've been there since 2011. And I bring this up because it's an ongoing theme, especially through 2026, about discernment. Neptune in Pisces, as we all move forward, I do encourage us to, if we want to really be active in these conversations, if we want to be involved in this new paradigm, if we want to weigh in on conversations, I really invite you to educate yourself, right? To read things that are off of social media, to read books, to listen to people who have dedicated their lives work to this, to check our own biases, to also be aware of where we might be reading something that is biased and who's benefiting from these narratives, who's controlling this, who has this power. But with Neptune and Pisces in particular, it's really a time for discernment for all of us. Jumping on, especially in social media and a reactionary moment and just resharing, reposting something can be really harmful. And there has been, you know, tons of fake news, misinformation, disinformation, deep fakes, AI, you name it, right? And it's bots. And we know this, but when we get in an emotional state, we can get a little blind to it. So I just want to encourage everyone as we move forward, just some things to think about the astrology that we can really lean on. Yeah, things are going to get worse before they get better. Pluto and Aquarius, Pluto brings up the shadow and it is sort of the way of, of the pendulum. But I am holding for all of us that during this North Node and Aries journey and leading into Pluto and Aquarius, that maybe we can kind of be part of the generation that really demands that we are all on the side of peace and putting that out there and asking that of our of our politicians, of our leaders, of, of the corporations that we interact with. And that, I guess, is just what I'm going to say on that. And this is one of those hard podcasts because I am not like a trained news anchor or like I'm not a very like, mm, I don't have like, I'm also very messy Pisces moon emotion. It's very hard for me to like switch gears and just then talk about what we want to talk about. But I also know that I want you to all have the information you come here for, the astrology. So just, you know, again, sending love to our Jewish friends, to our Palestinian friends, and really thinking about how do we advocate for our humanity, our collective humanity, 
And how do we stay in our body? How do we feel what we need to feel? All these feelings we're talking about, I, I really believe they originate in deep love for the world um, and they're righteous. And then, then we think about, you know, how do we want to act? How do we want to speak? And how can we do this as a way of being here really for justice, liberation for all? And being the beacons of the radical, rebellious love and cosmic compassion that I know that you're that you're here for and that you stand for. And yeah, so I'm gonna leave that there. I'm very curious if anybody has any book recommendations. I've been getting a few from friends. I share some of my stories, but if you have a book recommendation, you know, slide in my DMs. Let me know. Okay, so into the energy report. Gonna just skip some of the Virgo announcements and things like that for this week. But I am going to talk about the moon because in times like this, it's very important. The day this podcast comes out, the 16th, oh, we have a Scorpio moon day, of course. And then that will go until 3.36 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, the 17th. So Scorpio moon days, great days to go deep, great days to go within, great days to sort of really feel into what's below the surface, right? Is there something that wants to come out to transmute, to transcend, or just to be felt deeply? Don't be afraid of the deep end those days. And we're just going to look out for the stinger of the scorpion might come out if we're feeling afraid or we're feeling vulnerable. And we just kind of want to feel really empowered in, in our vulnerability, in our emotions and advocate for them in a way that's responsible. So then Tuesday after 3.30 into Wednesday, into Thursday, we have a Sag moon. So Sag moon is coming to give us some optimism, some hope, and we're feeling a little lighter, brighter, maybe we're getting a new perspective on something. Um, this is a great day to think about, you know, exploring your beliefs, exploring your view, maybe getting a different perspective on something. Think about what helps me get out of my own head and, and kind of zoom out. Is that you know, watching a really great like documentary on a new subject? Is that having an amazing you know meal with people? Is that walking around, letting yourself get lost in a new neighborhood, taking yourself to like your journal and a coffee date with your journal? Like, what does that look like, right? Massage moon days are great days to do that. Humor, laugh, all good things, all good pieces of medicine here. And then things we're going to look out for sometimes. These last few days of Libra season with Sag energy combined, we can be, make sure the loose lips don't sink ships, the gossip, the tea. We like it. It's good in small doses, but just be really mindful of your words. And I've had, I don't know if it's the pregnancy hormones or what, but I feel like lately I'm like saying something and I'm like, that's not even what I meant to come out. And I wish I could just like rewind it back. And so I'm going to take my own advice these days and just like slow down be really thoughtful of your communications, right? And then Thursday evening, 9.54 p.m. Eastern time, the moon moves into Capricorn and we have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday into really early Sunday morning, Cap Moon weekend. So what does this feel like? Are we getting shit done? Are we maybe checking something off of the to-do list? Now, again, this is all, we're all in the heart of the eclipse season right now. So we're gonna also be really gentle with ourselves. But sometimes Cap Moon weekends feel good for, putting off something we've been procrastinating on or like, and again, that could be really anything. It doesn't have to be like business related, but just something around the house. It could be like, we want to have a good like attention to detail on something. And we're just kind of feeling diligent and there's a stability here. So maybe you want to catch up on some chores. Again, it's like fall energy. We're getting ready for winter. 
But the eclipse, I always say the eclipse just comes, I feel like makes me want to clear things out and get rid of clutter, a volume of stuff. And there's something really practical about this energy. So I'm just going to invite you if there's something you've been wanting to take care of business on. Now's the time, honey bunny. Just things to be aware of. We'll have shifted into Scorpio season at this point. Making sure you have some time for joy and pleasure and play is the weekend after all. Okay. So it's not all, not all work and no play makes baddies, you know, very cranky and cray cray. So Sunday, early morning into Monday, we have an Aquarius moon. Oh, so fun. Scorpio sun, Aquarius moon, lots of fixed energy in the air. You might feel actually a lot of focus from this. You might feel a lot of potentiality for follow through. And with this energy of the Aquarius moon, I always love Aquarius moon days, really sorting through like I'm parsing through something emotional that's felt a little stickier. This is a great time to kind of whoop, like get that clarity. Aquarius moons, I'm laughing and thinking about one of my, my clients, Shantini, who's amazing with like, she's very clear, very clear with like, so she, you know, her community, she does a lot of stuff with her community and she does a lot of a beautiful branding, design work, website work. In addition to like, she has a whole agency, Modern Nomad, which I'm sure I'll be talking about here more, but shameless plug for my mentee, but it's like this clarity that comes. And when she, she gets into community or put something like through technology, which is helping me understand Aquarius moons even more. Like when she builds something on her website or makes a Canva doc, it's like, oh, it comes to life for her. So if you're kind of feeling like something's feeling a little lost in the sauce, a little messy, is there something you can do to kind of bring it out of yourself, even to community? Or can you bring it to, you know, put some words to paper, build a landing page, build a Canva template. There's something in the Aquarius moon days, I think that really offer us something there. It's kind of this like zoomed out perspective. We get a little out of like looking at it so closely to get outside of ourselves and it can shift things for us in a positive way. And then we're going to look out for the double fixed energy. We could get very fixated on something as the name implies. We get very kind of like obsessive on one thing. So we just want to be mindful of that and to hopefully avoid that. So planetary planning, let's talk about it astrologically, we are in like the heart of the eclipse portal. And we're still feeling the effects of the solar eclipse that happened on October 14th. And if you want to know like what that means for your rising sign, we did some bonus content on the Cosmic Rx platform, the Lunarverse. And then the next eclipse will be on the 28th. And that's the lunar eclipse, right? Full moon eclipse in Taurus. And we've talked about this, but I just want to rehash. Eclipses happen in pairs, and there's a story. Usually they happen in opposite signs, right? So Libra would be followed by Aries. But in this case, there's kind of like a handing off of the baton. There's a new solar eclipse in Libra, beginning a new story, a new chapter around Libra energy in our lives. And then it's like the baton is being passed, and we're closing out the circle, the story rather, that began two years ago, November 19th, 2021, around Taurus things. So you might be feeling a big culmination, whether that's a big release, an ending, a beginning that's kind of followed by an ending or tied together, a payoff, an aha, a kind of feeling like a, you know ejected or expansive into the next level of something around the Taurus energy in your chart. But right now, we're just in the middle of the eclipse. We're in the heart of it. And I just want to remind everyone, eclipses can be very physically draining and emotionally draining. So if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling heavy, if you're feeling a little messy, depressing, to quote Maggie, our Cosmic Boss community manager, I just 
invite you to allow that and know it's not forever. And it's going to actually help if you just give into it and let yourself rest, let yourself drink water and let yourself eat and just like ground down. It's going to help because the energy is ungrounding. It's all stuff that's easier to navigate, whatever changes, whatever plot twists, whatever emotional things may come up. It's just easier to navigate when we're in our body, right? Coming off of this eclipse, it's very potent. It's the first Libra eclipse that we've had since 2016. And again, it's really supercharging those Libra things in your life. It's coming to rewire our relationships. It's coming to have us think differently about money. It's having us like really think about collaborations, cooperations, maybe having us show up for our art in a different way, for social justice in a different way. And, you know, it's this past eclipse, we said it was opposite Chiron and Aries, and then it was working with Mars. So yeah, it is intense, but I also just want you to think about like this eclipse might be showing you where there is like a wound that you're ready to kind of acknowledge and make peace with. So we can, again, create this new story. And part of that new story will be tied into the Taurus energy, new stories around worthiness, money, value, of course. And then like just the you know, the days following this, we have Mars moving to Scorpio right ahead of this eclipse. So sorry, so Mars is very close to the South Node in Libra, but it actually did shift into Scorpio two days before. But, you know, there's a lot of Mars energy that's really being, again, bringing things up to the surface. Um, it could be jealous feelings. It could be wanting to go deeper on something. It could be really focused. It could be bringing intimacy. It could bring in sexy energy. It's like looking at the Scorpio part of your chart, acknowledging where Mars is and really feeling like, okay, Mars and Scorpio also loves for us to go deep within ourselves and to get to the heart of the matter on something. So just being aware that this eclipse is stirring something up in you, being aware of that, just acknowledging of like, okay, this is not random, this thing that maybe feels like a trigger or feels like something old and might be actually here to teach me something. So as we kind of go on throughout the week, there's some other astrology. There's a Mercury-Pluto square, Sun-Pluto square, and then a Venus-Jupiter trine. Mercury moves into Scorpio on the 22nd. These are all basically a lot of things that we're saying thing, things are getting more intense. We're going to that Scorpio energy. And then, of course, the Sun moves into Scorpio on the 23rd, but that will be like for next week's pod. But this is going to be this week. It's a week of like kind of really focusing our inner world. It's going to be really easy to get caught up in the outer world for a lot of reasons. Things I discussed in the news earlier today, friends, family, but I just encourage you. It's like that. It's like a storm is swirling. Of course, it doesn't mean like shut yourself off to the world, but it means in terms of what we can fix, what we can control, what we can work on is ourself, our reaction to things. How do we respond to things? How do we learn to not just take that trigger and run with it. How do we breathe and listen and slow down? And how do we let ourselves create a new path, right? A new reaction or rather a new response versus a reaction. And again, just knowing that like I was going to say with eclipses, time is weird. It's like the lights go out, right? For two weeks, they turn back on, we're in a new reality. But I also like to say that these two weeks in the eclipse, we're like in the heart of, um, we're getting like sucked through a vortex through a portal. The weeks leading up to the eclipse are weird. They get weirder as we get closer. And then in the eclipse, it's almost like there's a suspension of reality or things can really disorienting. And so what happens when we just kind of surrender to that and just trust and release? And we talk about not doing active manifesting work on this new moon and full moon, not out of fear 
not out of like something bad's going to happen, but as this act of, okay, I'm ready and willing to just not have to be in control, to trust the universe, divine, my guides want to take me and to just like allow that and to see what happens on the other side. So just a reminder this week, we're, we're staying out of the drama. We're, we're not focusing on controlling people around us. We're aware that like offering compassion to people around us, especially with everything happening, especially um, in the news, but especially in, in the eclipse vibes, we're all a little tired. We're all a little maybe cranky, hangry, scared. Maybe we're all a little messy, depressy. And so how do we, again, show up with what I said before, that radical, rebellious, revolutionary levels of love and compassion? So that is where I'm going to leave you for today. Next week, we will talk about the lunar eclipse in Taurus. We'll talk about Scorpio season, what it means for you. And yeah, just in the meantime, I'm sending everyone like so much love and so many hugs and just really grateful for this community, grateful to be a part of a group of people that I know are are really here to try and show up differently, to listen, to show up in love to kind of create new paradigms, new stories, new narratives in how we treat ourselves and others and the earth. And it's really, I can't even articulate how much it gets me through. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sending you all love. And of course, dropping in a little blessing for some, you know, big fat checks, hot juicy sex. Cause like, why not? And I'll see you next week. Lots of love. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.